We are joined by the head coach of the Denver Nuggets. He is in his ninth season in that capacity. He is a two-time NBA All-Star Game coach. He led the Nuggets to their first NBA championship in franchise history. They're 39-19. They're coming off a big win over Golden State last night. They host the Kings on Wednesday. We are joined by Michael Malone. Michael, my guy, it is great to have you back. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing well, Jim. Uh, been a long time, but always enjoy being on with you and uh, appreciate all the nice words. My man, I want to say the exact same thing about you. It has been a long time, and it's always good to talk to you, and I appreciate you making time. In fact, how long? I'll tell you how long. You and I last spoke in June when you were coming off that championship run and that epic victory parade. So catch <laughs> me up. How are things with you personally? And then how do you feel about where the team is at with over two-thirds of the regular season in the books? Yeah, you know, do- doing well, obviously. uh had a very tough loss this year. My father passed away, you know, back in October. And that's been hard in terms of, you know, I've relied upon him for so many years, uh, being my mentor, being my coach, being a friend and being my father and somebody that was always there to support me, to challenge me. And, uh, and I've missed that. You know, I've, I've definitely missed having that. But um, overall, I'd say what, could not be more proud of our group. 39 and 19, as you mentioned, 3 and 0 out of the All Star break, and uh, you know it's not easy when you're the reigning champs because you know you're getting everybody's best every single night. But uh, I like our approach right now. I like how well we're playing, and uh, the key is going to be with 24 games to go. Can we continue to play at a high level going into the postseason? Michael Malone joining us. Michael, I'm very sorry for your loss, and I was going to ask you about that. You know, you're the guy. There are very few people, but you're one of those leaders that everybody else leans on, and your dad was somebody that you could lean on, and now that he's gone, who do you lean on if you need to lean on somebody? Yeah, it's, uh, I'll tell you what. I think the strongest person in my entire family has always been my mother, and, uh, you know, Maureen Malone is a tough, tough lady, uh, raised six kids, and uh, has seen more basketball than most people ever will. And so having, uh, having a mother uh, like that is somebody that I can go to just for, you know, support. And just so, you know, when I miss my father, you can have a conversation, and that helps me. It helps her. And then from a basketball standpoint, I have a tremendous coaching staff, and I rely on David Adelman, Ryan Saunders, Popeye Jones, uh, Ryan Bowen, whoever it is, all these guys that I have around me, they're not just good coaches. They're even better people, and they challenge me to become a better coach and to look at things in every way possible so that we're always finding a way to improve and never be stagnant. Um, so I would, I would say, you know, from a basketball standpoint, my staff, the players on our team, I've, I've been with Nicola for nine years, Jamal Murray for eight years, and, uh, you know, these guys, we're family with our team. And they've also helped me kind of get through this tough stretch. That's and uh, couldn't be more proud of those guys. That's really, really strong. Michael Malone joining us, really strong. In fact, you see it on the floor last night. I thought that was a hell of an effort against a resurgent Warriors team that you know needed and wanted that game badly. Your team ripped off a pair of 14-0 runs. You overcame that 15-point deficit. You ripped that dub. I mean, that's some championship grit right there. What was your message to your team after they pulled it off? Well, the message is simple. You know, what I was most proud about, and you just kind of alluded to it, Jim, was we're in the second quarter. We're down by 16 points in that building. Clay Thompson's going crazy. The crowd is into it. And a lot of teams, that 16-point lead is going to 25. What I loved about our group is that there was never any panic. We stayed the course. 
We played harder. We became the aggressor. And to close that first half on a 14-0 run, to tie the game at the half was really important. And then to build off of that to start the third quarter, as you alluded to with the 14-4 run, that was, my, that was where I was most proud about. Yes, we won the game, but not getting down, not quitting, not letting go of that proverbial rope, staying the course and staying together. And I think that's what championship teams do. You find a way. Things aren't going your way. You find a way to stay with it, knowing in 48 minutes is a long time to play, and things will change if you stay with it and you play the right way. And, you know, Nikola Jokic, three games out of the break, averaging 27 points, 17 rebounds, and 15 assists. Those are just crazy numbers right there. And then when you can add a Jamal Murray getting 27 and Aaron Gordon, whoever else it may be for us on a given night, I think our depth is uh, something that people don't really talk about enough because Nicole is such a great player. But we have a lot of other really good players that are a big part of what we're doing. Michael Malone joining us. That's one of my favorite phrases, don't let go of the rope. I was going to ask you about the big two, and I hear what you're saying about, hey, look, we, we're really lucky to have these guys, but we have a lot of great players. But when you talk about Nicola, like he's making the impossible look routine once again. He went 32, 16, and 16 last night. You talked about his numbers coming out of the All-Star break. I mean, is he in a place where this is just his standard, and he maintains that standard pretty much every night or is this guy actually somehow getting better i i think i think he's getting better you know and i'm with him every day i'm with him every night um and you know even last night so we look at the 32 16 and 16 but on top of that jim he has four steals he has one block he had five deflections and i heard that after the game draymond green went on his podcast and said hey you know, me and Joker have had some battles in the past, but last night I had no answers for Joker. And he marveled at Nicola's conditioning, his ability to get up and down the court over the course of the 37 minutes that he played. Um, and what I'm really impressed with, not just with Nicola, but our group, we have lost three games in a row going into the All-Star break. Not ideal. So the challenge was coming out of the break to hit the ground running and find a way to get back to playing at an elite level. And then three games so far, we've done that with Nicola leading the charge. Um, he understands what time it is right now, this time of the season with 24 to go. He and we have to get back to playing at a high level, a consistent level every night. And uh, he just continues to amaze at the consistent greatness every single night. We are talking to Michael Malone. You know, Michael, it's like Draymond. Draymond actually plays Nicola about as well as anybody. So if Draymond's going to rush to his podcast and say, man, I had no answers. I had no answers. That tells you what kind of a level that Nicole is playing at right now. What about Jamal? He was questionable, Michael, until right up until the start of the game, yet he finished with 27. Now, you know that he knows the importance of being right for the postseason. What's it say about him that he didn't even know if he was going to go, yet goes out and does that? Well, I think it speaks to you know a couple of things with Jamal. He's an elite-level player. All right, and uh, you know we were all disappointed he wasn't selected as an all-star this year. But as I told Jamal, there are some guys that make the all-star team that will never ever do what you've done in the playoffs on the biggest stage when the stakes are at their highest. And for him to be battling the different injuries he's battling with, he's one of the toughest players I've ever been around mentally and physically. And you know we, we play Washington coming out of the uh, the all-star break. He plays really well. Does not play in the Portland game. And then as you mentioned. Not sure if he's going to play last night. Goes out there and scores 27. 
But I think the biggest part of his 27 were the second quarter. He had 16 of those 27, Jim. And that was when the game was hanging in the balance. There was an 11-, 12-point lead. And was the game going to get away from us? And Jamal never let the game get away from us. He kept us within striking distance, which enabled us to close on that 14-0 run we spoke about earlier. Uh, Jamal's a gamer. He's tough. And I think we have the best two-man combo in the league. You have two great players in Jamal and Nikola. And uh, when those guys are clicking we become a very, very tough team to beat. Michael Malone joins me for a couple of more moments. You know, Michael, you look at the West, especially at the top, and it's fierce, right? You've got Minnesota, OKC, a couple of young teams having great, great seasons. You made an interesting point, though, I thought last week when you said getting the top seed, quote, is not a top one or two priority for you. I get where you're going with that, but can you lay it out for us? Why is getting the top seed not the end all, and when is it maybe not a good thing at all? Well, obviously... I want everybody to understand because I think maybe people misinterpret what I'm saying. We would love to be the number one seed again. You know, last year that proved to be very beneficial for us, having home court advantage throughout the Western Conference uh, and the NBA Finals. We only lost one home game in the entirety of the postseason, and that was game two to Miami in the finals. So we're not shying away from the one seed. If we can attain the one seed, we will take it. We have, we feel, the best home crowd in the NBA, and we have a very, and we've proven to be a very tough out at home. For me, the bigger and most important thing is when our starting five are healthy and available, we have almost a 700 winning percentage. So we have to make sure come playoff time that we have not put ourselves at a disadvantage of running guys into the ground or overplaying them, maybe when they should not be playing to deal with their injuries. Uh, I, I want player availability. I want Jamal, KCP, Michael, Aaron, Nicole, those five guys to be ready, healthy, and available to go come playoff time because I think with that group and the guys off of our bench, we can go to any gym in this NBA and beat anybody on a given night, and I have that much confidence in our group. So we'll take the one seed, but player availability and player health to me is a lot more important at this stage. Well said. Makes perfect sense to me. So one final thought, like you're worried about what's in front of you right now, but if you kind of step back or go from 30,000 feet up, man, the West, the West is so different, but what's not different is it's tough, it's competitive, it's deep. I mean, you've got the two young teams I mentioned. You're playing really at a high level as defending champs. I don't think anybody wants to run into either Golden State or the Lakers in the first round. Given how deep this conference is, how intense do you expect the playoffs to be when they do tip off in April? Oh, I think it's, you know, it's going to be crazy. You know, you, you mentioned the depth of the Western Conference, the parity across the Western Conference. You have to give Minnesota and OKC a ton of credit. You know, obviously what Chris Finch and Mark Dagnall are doing with their respective teams has been uh, just so impressive. And it's really cool for the Northwest Division to have the top three teams in the Western Conference. That speaks to the depth of our respective division. Uh, but you're right. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the West, one through ten right now, that they Golden State, with all their experience, they catch fire. They can beat anybody. The Lakers, LeBron James is one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Anthony Davis, another all-star. And they're the nine seed. Golden State's a ten seed right now. So <laughs> Dallas is an eight seed. They finally lost the game the other night. They had been playing at such a high level. And I'm talking about those are teams eight, nine, and ten. And then New Orleans, Phoenix, Sacramento, the Clippers. So 
a lot of great teams, a lot of really well-coached teams in the Western Conference, and I think it's going to make for a very, very exciting postseason, and there will be, a, I'm sure, a ton of upsets. I can't, I can't imagine that not being the case this year. I mean, shoot, we've done this so long, Michael. It's, it's actually insane when you look at it and when you lay it out like that. He is the head coach of the Denver Nuggets. They are the defending world champs. They are playing great ball right now. Michael, so much respect and appreciation for you. Thanks for making time for our program, and really good to hear your voice and get caught up. Thanks so much for that. Always, Jim. Uh, look forward to catching up again sometime soon and hope you and your family have been well. Thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate you too, it. Michael. Appreciate you so much. Michael Malone joining us goes without saying. He almost deserves his own disclaimer, Alvin. Like, like the one-man disclaimer that I play for NASCAR for every one of their drivers. Like, love that guy. Always shows up like that, man. So smart, fierce, tough, passionate, great coach, great interview, great conversation. 